Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's not too late for Big Ben to ride again. Welcome to a wild card edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Spoiler alert, the Eagles are going to end Tom Brady's career on Sunday. You guys ready for that? Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. like you guys are very ready. <laughs> uh, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, this broke pretty nicely for you and the Chiefs, didn't it? As much as it could, yeah. Without the Texans winning, which they almost did, Big Neck, Davis Mills almost made it happen. But I, I'm more than happy to bring back Big Ben and actually end someone's career. That's a good point. Uh, hey, we got Washington football team fan or prisoner Jamel Johnson. Jamel, your team went on a out on a high note. You 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 ended the season with a win. How'd it feel? Did not watch a single second. Hey, Danny. If you guys find a way to lose to the Steelers, Mahomes is dead to me. Wow. I'm getting wow. right off the train. <laughs> uh, hey, joining the show today, we have the greatest guest in Sorry We Love Football history, and I think the most frequent, uh, Bill's superfan, Aaron Vale, joins the program. What's up, Aaron? Wow, that is high praise. Um, Steve honored Martin to be level. here, as usual. Yeah. yeah, I would love to get, as I've said before, a five-timers club jacket of some kind from you guys. <laughs> um, but we're here. Playoffs, baby. Let's go. Still still yeah, new to me as a Bills fan. Still kind of can't believe that it happens, but we're here. You guys are just rattling off division titles, just like it's nothing. Yeah, the, the first time in my life that they're back-to-back division champs. I, I last week watched the uh, the Four Falls of Buffalo, the 30 for 30 or ESPN mm. production. Well, that's how um, you get into the playoffs. Yeah, the mood. Kind of get, yeah get, get, get getting in the mood, but then it also <laughs> made me sad and just thinking about, you know, my like dad and uncles and they that they were kind of like in their 20s for that run and that it didn't happen and how much it would mean. Just Just a lot of feelings for the next few weeks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess we'll get into the games because obviously we want to talk Bill's Patriots. I mean, it's just round three. It couldn't be a more, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking about, uh, Bill's fandom in general and how every, it seems like every week or every season, it's another opportunity for Bill's fans to exercise the demons. Like how many more demons do you need to exercise until you just admit your team's good? But then the Patriots come to town and it's like, all right, I, I got to give you this one. Yeah, it's it is like the culmination of just two, two decades of hate for me, probably. Um, and like we never really got that a win like this when it was like the Brady Belichick era. We're still in the Belichick era. So like it still will be incredibly meaningful if the Bills win. And like we've never had a Bills Patriots playoff game before. So, well, at least in this new 
in the, the incredibly one-sided rivalry where Bills fans hate the Patriots more than any other team in the league and the Patriots don't care about the Bills in any way because we had been relevant for 20 years, but it's fine. Um, so it's exciting, but it is also just like, I don't, I don't want the worst to happen. And I'm already just being like, no, we, we, the last Bills Patriots game was a joy to behold. It was so wonderful. It was what we do this. Like the reason why we watch football is a game like that to see Josh just absolutely dominate them. Like to see Mac Jones get sacked, get picked off, like everything you could see happen to a quarterback happen that day. And so I hope that it's just going to be a repeat of that, but it's, it has not been easy to be a Bills fan. Even this season, the run of the Tennessee loss, Jags loss, the Colts loss. Ooh, yeah, it was, it was a little dark for a while, but now we're but everyone's, good. Everyone's losing to the Jags these days. You can't feel bad yeah. about that it's anymore. It's a fashionable yeah. thing to do. <laughs> it is the cool thing to do. Um, I am going to feel bad about it for a long time. Um, but I was talking to one of my friends who is a Bucks fan, and he was like, once they win the Super Bowl, everything that's painful isn't really painful anymore. So just that's trying true. to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can tell you from personal experience. Having stepped over the corpses of the Buffalo Bills to get to a yeah. Super Bowl, I uh, and winning another, it just feels different. You know, I'm not as high strung anymore. It feels more like gravy on the cake. But I feel like every year, and Dan said this too about the Eagles, every year removed from your Super Bowl is one year more tense that you get again. Mm. So you return to tension. Yeah. Up the yo-yo. Right. This is, the, this is the thing about the Bills about making the playoffs now. I'm like, but we could just enter another playoff drought. Like, the Sabres uh, have currently, like, the longest playoff drought in the NHL. So now it just feels like uh. the Bills and Sabres are just flip-flopping playoff droughts. And I'm like, can we just consistently be good for an extended period of time and there not be a drought at all? Is that possible? I don't know. I forgot the Sabres were a team. You're so lucky. You you're you're truly lucky. I, I envy you, Jamel. <laughs> Shout out to Dominic Koshik, friend of the program. Friend of a program, a bobblehead sitting not one foot from me on my desk currently. So, You guys got to figure out how to get the game played indoors. If I have home field, that means I get to pick the field. Oh, don't get me started about the dome versus no dome uh, debate that is currently slash always engulfing Bill's Twitter. Because there are, you know, I feel like the more old school, just older people i would say or just dumb people who are like oh it's, it's buffalo in the winter that's why we do this Which it's gonna terrible. be i think like nine degrees on saturday night oh yeah and you I guys are looking around going like that's miserable but there's no need for that it's <laughs> yeah, actually you're looking cold. around like why can't we win a game because you're playing in a fucking windstorm yeah. in the right. middle of january it's bad right i was gonna say, that... it's actually it's too cold to get covid so it's actually not a bad idea Okay. It, free, it freezes the COVID molecules in the air. Aaron Rodgers has entered the chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the first Bills Patriots game of the season had been played in literally any other conditions that weren't fifty mile an hour gale force winds, the Bills probably would have won, and we wouldn't have had to hear everyone talk about what a genius Bill Belichick is for coming up with this incredible strategy to not have Mac Jones throw at all and how brilliant he is and blah, blah, blah. Like, God. Yeah. I think it, I think it might be time. And, you know, I feel like maybe all NFL stadiums should be domes in 
the kind of current reality of climate change that we're facing, we don't know what's going to happen to the earth in the next mm. year, in the next few years. Like, we don't know. Mm. So maybe that's why that Miami got rid of Flores. That's why they got rid of Flores. They're like, we're not about to be a team in five years. Might as well fire the coach now. <laughs> exactly. So I think the NFL we, needs to have a serious think about climate change. Aaron, have we ever asked you this? Have you been yourself through a table? I have mm. not. I have You've not myself been through a table. table. Never been through a table. Have broken a bone. I think I maybe have told that story before. Um, but have never gone through a table. And I did say it, I think, last year maybe that I was going to if they won a playoff game. And then I never did it. But I think now I have to raise mm. the stakes and just say if they win the Super Bowl, I'll do it. Which Josh Allen has also committed to doing. And I really don't want him to do it. Because knowing Josh Allen and knowing the Bills, he will get hurt doing that, <laughs> which would be yeah, the funniest thing won. to ever happen. Yeah, you'll but... have the Super Bowl in the bank already. I, yeah, I think it's interesting that you've never gone through a table and also the Bills have not yet won a Super Bowl. That feels oh, like the two are linked in wow. some way. You know, it's interesting because I was this is I I feel like I've gone back and forth so many times this year on my actions do not affect the outcome of the game, but then sometimes they do. Um because uh they do. So the the playoff game is on this Saturday. Um I have frequented Busby's West, the Bills bar in LA multiple sure. times. But I am 0 and 2 in playoff games watched there. I watched the Jags mm. game in like 20 20- 18 there and i, was, I watched I the texans game in 2020 dan was also there um both terrible games for the bills both terrible experiences absolute misery um so now i feel like i can't go i mean in a because of covid but b because i i have now seen a playoff game seen a playoff win there so not that it affects anything not that that will impact if they win or not but do oh, I well. bear some kind of responsibility? You know, this is this is part of it. Yeah. And stop hanging with Dan. He's involved. Yeah, You're right. Sure. It is Dan has been present, so I'm 0 and 2 in watching Bill's playoff games with Dan. The Eagles fans are, are 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 very like succubus, like they steal your <laughs> juice away from you to just you, barely just to get into the playoffs. playoffs. That's not good. Yeah. 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 That's true. They'll take whatever magic you have. That's true. Man. Gritty. That's um, how he gets his power. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Danny, let's start the show. What'd you hate about watching football this week? You know, I I think it's I think it's clear I I, I maybe this maybe this is a bad what I hated, I guess technically, but I hated how much I loved week eighteen. It's clearly <laughs> a great idea. I I wanted to side with labor on this one, with the players. But man, that was a wacky good time. The players were completely correct about everything they were saying. Everyone was so tired. Huge season-shaping injuries, including in meaningless games where people are not going to get the contracts that they richly deserve next season. The problem is a bunch of tired players who are just trying to squeeze out one last drop of juice from the lemon of their season makes for mind-blowing football. What a great product they put on the field this week. It was so fun. That Chargers-Raiders game, it was worth all of the fucking holding our noses that we did all season, all of the horrible shit 
that we looked away from that was clearly happening in the NFL. It was all worth it to watch that game go down the way it did. I was rooting for that tie till the oh, very yeah. last moment. And I, I'm not even upset that it didn't happen. I'm not upset because it could have happened. It could have not, it, it didn't happen. Whatever the outcome was, those last couple minutes made all of our dealing with Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown and all of the fucking villains. We, I guess we'll talk about that, but like every awful thing we saw worth it for week 18. And now we have to seriously consider weeks 19 and 20. I, I mean, wow. we've just got to do whatever the owners want. The owners clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> Danny's that's, been week 18 pilled. Yeah, that's rough, man. Damn. It's, it is. It was a the delicious for big week NFL. of football. Can we not all agree? Except for Jamel, <laughs> obviously. I, my, my only pushback here is you get games like Eagles-Cowboys that are meaningless, and then, you know, my team gets 50-balled at home, and it I didn't feel a thing. I didn't care. Like, it just yeah. didn't matter whatsoever. I know that happened in Week 17 every now and then as well, but Week 18 had that huge disparity of completely meaningless and then completely meaningful, which uh, hey. was pretty fun. Yeah, guess what I hated? The Jamel, games that didn't matter. Well, jumping in. Talk to yeah, because what the fuck, dude? Week 18 sucks. What did... What does getting in a rhythm mean? Why have Aaron Rodgers play a half at all? You have a bye week. The rhythm isn't going to fucking sustain over... You have a whole other week off. I can't decide... Coaching strategies. Like, what are they looking at? Astrology charts? Nothing that happened made any sense. Teams that are eliminated from the playoffs should get the week off, man. Don't make them do this. Get a loss? Yeah. What do you count? What do you count it as? Is I'm there a new it. like designation for that? Yes, we put it in parentheses. Who gives a shit? They did not play. <laughs> but there are things for teams to play for to keep other teams out of the playoffs or to keep teams from winning the division. Go, go, Dolphins! Fins up. Um, incentives, players. I guess Brock got no. an extra million dollars, which he's going to use on bubble gum and toys. Tide pods. Hey, man. <laughs> Everybody, Gronk should get to eat all the Tide Pods he wants, man. I'm not trying to step on nobody's money. It's just the games were too wacky. Keep the stadiums open. Uh, just make it like a fan appreciation day and, you know, sell some extra chicken tenders. I'm not trying to step on none of the chicken tender money. The games were unwatchable. I didn't understand anything that happened except for all of the evil teams won. Every team that I did not want to win a game that mattered won. That's not true. I don't right, think that's come on. The first, Patriots the pa- lost. Pats hey. lost. I mean, you got you got the, the playoffs. It didn't fucking matter. Who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> okay, that's. Fair. We got to see the Colts lose, and the entire AFC. We got to lose two of the best teams in the AFC mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in one stroke. We got to lose yeah. both of them. And imagine, and bring imagine in two of the worst. How much more fun it would have been if the Colts game was the only thing on TV. And the whole nation got to watch it. And it, it wasn't was blacked out. It would have been incredible. All of us united as a country watching Carson Wentz fold up like laundry. Yeah. He's atrocious. It's taken from us because of some stupid ke- schedule because we got to watch because the Texans have to play today. Who gives a shit? Only yeah, Dan, put the important ones on. You getting 50 balled is one thing. And maybe that is sad. But on the same note, you, got, really. you guys got to be completely right 
for jettisoning Carson Wentz at the perfect time. You got to look at those yeah. those first it's rounders. True. You got to you get to fan them out like hundred dollar bills them. in your hands. Bring them to me, man. It feels good to win a trade. Like and like it's confirmed. We don't have to wait to see how it plays out five years yeah. from now. It's so yeah. nice. Well, if you had just gone by win. week seventeen, Carson Wentz would have looked like at least neutral. At worst, it right. would have been a neutral trade. <laughs> Uh, to Jamel's point, though, I can't believe that Washington football team versus New York Giants game actually happened. That occurred. People went to that game. <laughs> Never should have taken place. <laughs> did you see the Giants formation? It was like third mm-hmm. and nine from their own end zone, and they just like did this crazy they gonna, QB like, sneak. sneak. It. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know some teams do that to get out of their own end zone, but there was something about the game being meaningless where it's like, so what are we doing here then? If you guys aren't going to try and win... And the game doesn't matter. What is this? And I saw tickets were listed for I think four dollars starting price. Oh, that's good. Joe Judge, wow. just, you know, he just wanted to remind everybody that this is a play. This is the place to be, and it will be. <laughs> He's got for guys on his phone. Year. He's got guys on his. He had guys on his phone when he called that play. Like, man, yeah. I got to get here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to get back. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> what'd you hate about watching football this week? Um. I- you know, it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to call out a single Bills player, but uh, the thing that I hated most about watching football this Sunday was watching uh, Matt Hawk punt for the Bills. <laughs> um, let me just read you this sequence of events that happened during the Bills game. Um, you know, this is this is probably mid-second quarter. You know, early on in the game, it wasn't really very exciting. It was closer than it should have been for Bills-Jets game. Um, this has happened a couple of times in the, the season where the Bills have kind of just like played down to their opponent's level and let bad teams kind of hang around, which is infuriating. Uh, and then the Bills score a bunch of points in like the third and fourth quarter and it's and it's done. Um, <clears throat> 21-yard punt, 22-yard punt, mm. fumbled the snap, lost 11 yards, 7-yard punt. <laughs> now... I know a lot of people like to say, like, oh, I could do better than that guy. And it's like, no, you couldn't. You're not a professional athlete. But I think on Sunday, I could have punted better than Matt Hawk. <laughs> I played goalie in soccer for my entire life in high school, in club, and college, some wreck, you know, before the pandemic. I think I could have punted further than him on Sunday. <laughs> like, it was atrocious. And the last two Bills games, the Bills didn't punt at all, which was awesome and great for the offense and great for Sean McDermott for finally being aggressive again on fourth down. Um, and the Bills, like, kind of, you know, posed with him after the game and were like, no punts. Like, he didn't even have to come to work today. Like, how cute. <laughs> and uh, after the game, after the Bills won, they put out this awesome hype video with Daryl Talley where it's, like, talking about, all the cool, awesome players we have on the team. You know, we have a quarterback, we have the offense, uh, the defense is unstoppable. Our kicker's pretty good, Tyler Bass. And then it's like, and the punter, well, we might not even need him. Like, which they (laughs) clearly wrote before this week, which is like, just made it a thousand times funnier because he was absolutely terrible on Sunday. Um, So Matt Hawk, I really hope that you get your shit together for the Patriots game. Um, And they're they're like a couple of punts later when they were like 50 yards or in that for touchbacks, like the stadium kind of sarcastically cheered (laughs) that he was able to get a punt away, which I feel kind of bad. But at the same time, what are you doing? What are you doing? You literally have one job. Well, you have two jobs. You have to punt and you have to hold like just just do one of your two jobs. 
You know Belichick's in the war room right now. Just he, he is. Yes. He's just yes. like, we got to get the fourth down. We got to get this punter on the field. They're going to yeah. try yeah. and expose him. In a normal game, you wouldn't, you wouldn't focus on getting a team to fourth down. But this time, <laughs> you know what's funny, actually, is uh, to, to Aaron's point about, uh, about being able to punt better than the punter, did you guys see in the Cleveland-Cincinnati game, there was a thing at halftime where – they had a lady come on for, and if she completed a fifty, uh, no, a thirty-five yard field goal, she would get ten years worth of season tickets. And she, she wow, she kicked it four yards. Oh, so you know, I mean, you're correct that you probably you probably could, and you would have a plan. You might at least yeah. be able to corral the the snap, so that that helps you beat. Matt Hawk there, but yeah. it is a tough job that these guys no, have. It no, is a tough job, and, and that's field goal fine, is different. but... A field goal is different, but it's the mechanics are, are some. Were there people rushing? Did they have the defense rushing, like some scout team guy? <laughs> I, I, think, I, think she, I think she must have just clipped a piece of the tee, honestly, or something. She oh, must have, like, okay. whoever was holding it, it might Jumped have, it I, who knows? That's a good point. I guess when the pressure's on and you got 80,000 people you know, watching you kick, it changes it a little bit. And 10 years of season tickets on the line, that's like pretty big. I mean, I guess, you know, they're just giving them away, but. You think she went soccer style or straight toe? I think you just try to get as much on it as you can. Yeah, yeah, laces laces down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, quickly, what I hated about watching football this week was that that Raiders-Chargers game didn't end in a tie because there couldn't have been a funnier way to end Ben Roethlisberger's career. I mean, it was all there for the taking. It was one of those doomsday scenarios. We talked about it last week that, hey, if the Jags somehow miraculously pull this thing off, it creates this scenario for the Sunday night game where the Raiders and Chargers can just have an agreement that we'll just tie and we're both in. And the game plays out, and then it's... We get to overtime somehow through these insane Herbert fourth down conversions. And then this thing is actually on the table still. And it feels like it could go that way. I called it second quarter, by the way. You saw you remember these texts. Second I saw- quarter, I called it. <laughs> You're like, this is happening. You're like, this shit is happening. I you had tie vibes. Tie vibes. Yeah. I've never heard I've never seen you. I've never heard you say vibes. I've never read you use the word vibes. Oh, but they robbed us of the funniest ending. And like the the Raiders kicking the field goal is kind of insane. Like you could just fall on the ball and you're in the playoffs and nothing changes for you. But so many things can go wrong on a snap, a blocked kick. Like the, the, to kick the ball was And it was far. It was like a 47-yard yeah. field goal or something. Yeah. Like that's not like a chip shot. Nah, you, the game was at home. Too many Raiders fans. One of them guys with fucking uh, spiked shoulder pads would have <laughs> fucking beat the team up. So John Madden's widow. Win. John Madden's widow is there. She lit the torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's just yeah. too much Raiders that. energy. Just you, win, you gotta, baby. Just yeah. tie, baby. Plus, a good point is <laughs> that was made on the after show was that if the Raiders had just knelt, they would yeah. be coming to Arrowhead, where they lost by thirty-five points. They didn't Meanwhile, want right. if now they're going to Cincinnati, maybe it's not a winnable game either, but it's a little more they played possible. Them this year, right? Isn't yeah. It, did they get blown out by them? Did they play them this year? Am I, am I making that up? Cincy. 
Raiders. Um, they did play. Yeah, they did because they were on the dot. Uh, they got beat thirty-two to thirteen. So it's mm. not. So they also got their ass you know, beaten. It's okay, not right. a tasty matchup, but at least it's not a familiar division opponent who right. just kind of knows what makes Burrow Derek Carr cry. Played in a playoff game before, right? This right. is oh, first. Yeah. All those guys are young. Young yeah. team. Um, your running game's getting going. Who knows what Cincy can do if they don't? If if you just cover four or something, get two guys on Jamar Chase, and maybe things will turn out different. All right, let's move on. Danny set the table here by saying how delicious week 18 was, but really the entire season was one of the most insane things we've ever witnessed. I think 2020 was slightly stranger because of the no fans thing and the, but this was close. And in terms of like fucked up storylines, it might have it beat. Um, so we wanted to, before we get into the wildcard playoffs, have our own bracket of the four most fucked up storylines from the season and maybe just pit them against each other, see who comes out on top, make some arguments. Um, should we say what the storylines are or Danny, do you want to just start yeah. with one and then we'll go across the board? I think it's a, <clears throat> I think it's a pretty clear bracket here. You've got, you've got four <laughs> seeds here. Let's just say we don't even really need to do one through four, but we can say we can start it out with the kind of the two sort of, uh, you know, more easy matchups. You've got sure. the number one storyline, I think, all season long, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Pit him against, let's say, the four seed Washington football team. Oh. <laughs> just, the, the, just the cesspool that is the Washington football team. And then in the other side of the bracket, you've got what I think is competitive for the number one storyline, Antonio Brown saga, mm-hmm. versus a very fun storyline in its own right, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Okay, so I like these matchups. I kind of like the Washington football seat, uh, team as a four seed. Uh, love this underdog story. I think it's scrappy. It has a, a real shot at getting through this thing. Um, I don't know, Danny, who do you want to, which uh, matchup do you want to start with and who do you want to argue for? I almost think it goes without saying when we bring up Aaron Rodgers, what all the baggage is. We all know it. (laughs) I mean, we all know this man lied to America, lied to the NFL about not being vaccinated. He did it in such a shitty way where he was like, technically it's not, you know, he, he immunized. Yeah. And it was just so irritating. And then after being completely discovered, after having his, you know, his his decent guy persona completely blown up by this incident, he was trying to have a whole career where he was just a loved and respected figure. Now that's never going to happen. Once he realized that, he went full red pill Joker, Joe Roganite, like completely off the rails into leaning into the anti-vax into leaning into the cancel culture thing, wearing the cancel culture shirt on fucking Pat McAfee. We could go on and on. It is so, this type of so, guy represented say, Aaron, in one I know, football player. Has some, wants to ride this for this is, Aaron Rodgers So point. this is what I want to say about Aaron. Aaron Rodgers is the J.K. Rowling of the NFL. Ooh. <laughs> he has repeatedly doubled triple quadruple down on his bad terrible dangerous opinions time and time again for seemingly no reason like he has won a super bowl he's won an mvp he's may or may not be married to shailene woodley 
things are good for him. He's good. He can just chill. Like he doesn't need to be doing this over and over and over again. And every time he says something, it's like a whole new wave of everybody freaking out about it. It's like, we don't need this. Same with JK Rowling. Like you created Harry Potter. You're a gajillion bajillionaire. You don't need to say all this stuff, all this like terrible, dangerous, hurtful stuff about trans people. Like we're good. Just enough. Also, so Chappelle it, might be a decent uh, secondary yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. And, and all. it's just, it's never, it's not going to go away. Same with J.K. Rowling. We're going to have Harry Potter stuff until we die. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to just keep playing and keep existing forever. And now that the Packers are first round by, like the conversation is just going to continue into the postseason. Absolutely sucks. It's the you think worst. They're gonna, you think they're going to do Aaron Rodgers erasure, like this new Harry Potter documentary on HBO Max? <laughs> The J.K. Rowling footage is like 15 It's from years 2019, old. and it's like this interview took place in 2019. And they say like two nice things about her in the entire hour long special in the whole or whatever. Thing. So yeah, yeah, in the Packers like retrospectives on this this era yeah. in Packers, it'll be like, yeah, Aaron was a pretty good quarterback. He led us there. And it was like, this interview was taped in 2018. Oh, God, I hate yeah. it. I hate it. And I feel bad for Packers fans because, I don't know, I feel somewhat of a kinship of the cold weather kind of Rust Belty mm. town-ness to Packers fans and Bills fans. Obviously some good and bad in both fan bases, but it's like, and same with Harry Potter fans. Like you're just watching the person who's responsible for a lot of joy in your life, just set it all on fire for their own personal gain to just watch the world burn. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, so bad. this motherfucker thought he was going to host Jeopardy unvaccinated oh. which is yeah <gasps> uh, you, Jamel, that- i was gonna say jamal you want to tell us why we're wrong and why the washington football team uh has a shot in in advancing past aaron Rodgers? well you know what i want to say is the washington <laughs> football team might be the only bad thing on the bracket aaron Rodgers rules you guys need to shut up <laughs> shut the hell up this man is an appropriate representation of America. Sure. A white guy That's who true. went to college and uh, had, you know, he, he was questioning his sexuality. And now yeah. he is a man and he is not going to the doctor. <laughs> what, a, what What is more American than this? What is more American than this story, man? Hey, you don't know if that vaccine's good. I heard somebody's testicles blew up. You think Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers didn't hear that too? We all heard it. And he's saying the stuff that everybody's afraid to say. They should have let him host Jeopardy. It's about time they let a real man host a, a, a game show about trivia. It's about goddamn time. The football team, at least he didn't fucking take any uh, illegal pictures of his coworkers and try to make a fucking calendar out of it. He didn't do that shit once, man. I know who did. Washington football. Hey, Aaron Rodgers' house isn't going to collapse and kill 12 people. I know whose is. Washington football. Aaron Rodgers' wife didn't maybe create breast cancer to sell T-shirts. Washington football might have did that. (laughs) Did not hear that one. Yeah, you look it up. All right. Look it up. Y'all need to open y'all third eyes. (laughs) I also think it, it and I, I, you know, uh, full disclosure, I did kind of pitch the, the the four top stories I felt like to the to the rest of the team. I felt like Washington football team 
also should be included because it kind of also in, encapsulates or engulfs the uh, John Gruden story because mm-hmm. those emails right. were released because of the investigation, because of Jay Gruden, and he was emailing fucking Bruce Allen. They were talking about the women refs in these emails. Yeah. Disgusting. Aaron Rodgers has never done such a thing. Aaron Rodgers uh, has not been racist in one email. He has several black friends. (laughs) At least four. Yep. So take that. I mean, it's almost like Jamel has kind of convinced me that we might have to let the Washington football team move on. But the football team is a dub. I think in terms of the magnitude of the story, the Washington football team is a fun little niche story. It's always fun to follow the, you know, the, the wackiness. I mean, I think most of the, the bulk of what Jamel's talking about existed prior to this season. So you kind of have to factor yeah. that in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I figure we're a four seed because the calendar shit was actually last season. That's but a good come point. On. But, but, you know, getting the gunk on the fans, almost killing Jalen Hurts, that happened this season. Yep. Yeah. Who's responsible for more deaths? Uh, us giving the fans dysentery or Aaron Rodgers going to go a ahead. fucking barbecue? Here's the thing about being an anti-vax person in America. These people were never going to listen to anybody. Like, yeah, you could maybe argue that Aaron Rodgers is indirectly responsible for a couple hundred thousand deaths. <laughs> but those people were never going to stay in the house, man. Even if football didn't exist, they still wouldn't stay in the house. We're idiots. It's true. I just I just want to bring up one more hypothetical Aaron Rodgers scenario, um, which has been which is possibly could have been the most dangerous outcome. Uh, Aaron Rodgers famously friend famously with Shailene Woodley, who is friends with Miles Teller from their days in the Spectacular Now and the Divergent movies. Miles Teller, who was in a Taylor Swift music video this year. Can you imagine if uh, Aaron Rodgers had given Miles Teller COVID and he had in turn given it to Taylor Swift? Mm. This just became Mm. personal. I'm just saying. I do want to shout out, though, the funniest tweet of 2021, which is when all of that happened and everybody was thinking that maybe Miles Teller was anti-vax, he tweeted that he was, in fact, vaccinated. And the the only thing I'm anti is hate is what the tweet said. <laughs> Possibly the funniest tweet of 2021. So. Argue against that. Okay. Uh, so do we choose, do we choose a winner here? Or do we go to the down. other side? I, I'm, I'm going for Aaron Rodgers. I think it's just so big and so yeah. juicy. Also, we didn't and bring so up. And so 2021. Yes. We didn't bring up the hilarious um, news that Boomer Esiason read on his show, which Aaron mm. Rodgers clapped back at. But the report was that if the Packers made the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers was going to sit out and or use this opportunity as this huge platform or sounding off to say why the Vax mandates and uh, it just go off on this whole rant about uh, the way government works. I think it's I don't so, know what he was so do. annoying that he, because he should he's clapping Whoa. back, but obviously he did feed that story. And he did it to troll the media, which he fucking does now. He just decides yeah, that it's he's funny. That to, he's like such this guy. It's so <laughs> irritating. I mean, love you, Washington football team, but you're out of here. 
All right, we're, we're moving on with Rodgers advancing. Uh, then we got A.B. and Urban Meyer. I'm going to start with Urban Meyer as a three seed. Um, we know we called his coaches losers. He signed Tim Tebow. He proceeded to have his team get shut out multiple times, even though he's an offensive genius. He, then he got blacked out, uh, had college girls grinding on him in bars. Uh, he literally kicked his players. And the most recent one that we haven't covered on this show is it was so bad it led to a clown out in Jacksonville this last weekend uh, with the fans dressing in clown make clown wigs and makeup to the stadium. There were tens of thousands of clowns attending this Jags Colts game. They were also protesting that they're keeping the GM, but it was because of the state of this team is so terrible. And uh, one of the funniest nuances of this is roofclaim.com. One of the Jags sponsors is suing the team because they said they didn't, they didn't want its brand being emphasized as the primary sponsor of the clown game. And they have oh. grounds because roofclaim.com says it can terminate its contract if Urban Meyer was not the coach until the end of the 2023 season. There was a caveat in the contract. So there's a big legal <laughs> dispute between roofclaim.com and Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and this is all Urban Meyer's doing. You know, this is him taking over the worst franchise in football and sinking it, plunging it to a new low. So kudos to, to you, Urban. I mean, he managed to make it through Grindgate. He got through that. He did. And then he kicks a guy. And then he kicks his own kicker, which, I mean, even if it's Matt Hack, Hawk, I don't know, it's two A's, right? Even if it's A's, that yeah. bad of a, of a kicker, you can't kick them. You can't kick anyone. These are grown men. You have to know the difference between them and college guys, which apparently you feel like it's totally okay to kick. And they're not grown men. And I just feel like it's everything that everybody said was going to happen when you hire any college coach. And that is what makes it so funny is that he did everything exactly to the, to the shitty book. Can we uh, just talk about this clown out for 30 seconds? The fact that half the, the fans at this game last weekend were dressed as clowns and the Jags whooped the Colts ass. <laughs> Really bringing yeah, people keep together. The on. Yeah, you gotta keep wearing the makeup. I mean, who that you don't like was even going to acknowledge that you were dressed as a clown to begin with? The clown out is Shad better Khan's than not like, like, oh my god, clowns bought tickets. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, we gotta get better. Money's guys. money. The clown out is better than when people do the like paper bag over the head. You know, that's like just sad. The clown yeah. is somehow like another level that's funnier. Um, and that so many people did it. Yeah, it's because fun. it's because it's like it, it's real. When you put the bag over your head, that's just some baby shit. Like you're at the game already. Watch the game. Quit being a fucking asshole with that bag on your head. You know you want to watch this shit. <laughs> you're Jamel. You're a fan of a bad team. Obviously, we just went over it in detail. I yes. mean, it's on you as the fan of a bad team to come up with a new way to to make fun of the owner, to make fun of the organization. With your attendance, you know, if you're gonna go to they the game, they took it to a new level. You got to find, and you got you have to think about something for next season. If the if the WFT or whatever you end up uh, being called by February second, whatever you are, you have to find a way to troll the team at the stadium with that. Oh yeah, I've got a good idea. Here's how I'm going to troll them. I'm going to walk on the fifty yard line with a bomb strapped on my chest. <laughs> 
What are your demands? Uh, or do you not have any? No demands. Everybody get out. It's just fire just Dan Snyder. Is alone in the building. Nah, you can't. It's just me and Dan. And we're going to play a game of fucking Parcheesi at the 50-yard line. Uh, okay. Uh. And then uh, the number two seed is Antonio Brown. Somehow falling behind the number one seed, Aaron Rodgers. A.B. <clears throat> did win the Super Bowl last year and, and played nice. The whole 2020 season, and then he just couldn't fucking help himself this year. He had a fake Vax card. Uh, you know, we saw him quit in the middle of the Jets game, or was he fired? We don't really know. At first, I wanted to believe him, but then all these other wrinkles to the story happen, and it's just like I can't trust a word Antonio Brown is saying. I'm out on that guy. Unreliable as like they come. The thing about both uh, sides of this side of the bracket is just. Uh, people in the NFL who just keep getting a- another chance. Like they yeah, just yeah. keep getting chances to do whatever. Um, no accountability. Um, th- which is the amount of anxiety that I have day to day of like stupid stuff of being accountable for, of like my job and my family and all this stuff. Um, and I'm not a piece of shit. And the fact that they just continue to get like, well, maybe this time he'll, he'll be better than the last time. Maybe Irvin Meyer won't be ter- a terrible person. Maybe Irvin Meyer won't kick somebody. Like, just the fact that it's just, it just shows who the NFL is as an organization that they were just like, no, we're okay with this again and again and again and again for both of these guys. Absolutely you know, it's terrible. Actually, just a small detour. I had a girlfriend in uh, when I was living in New York, like about 15 years ago or so. Uh, who had bipolar disorder, which is very tragic and and definitely not great to uh, make fun of. But she actually quit her job in a very similar way. She took her shirt off during a dinner service at the restaurant she worked at and got fired instantly for it, which I think is bare minimum when you take your shirt off at work. (laughs) I can, yeah, I don't think I've ever taken my shirt off at work. What if you work at the pool? Then you can. You know, if, if, if some exceptions apply, but I feel like in the in the corporate world, in the uh, you know, in the food service industry, and yeah. in the NFL, keep your shirt on. Mm. Yeah, they, okay, they, so they have so many shirts to sell. Wear wear all of them. You know, I don't think we need to detail Antonio Brown sneaking in uh, a famous Instagram personality who's famous yeah, what do you for mean that's the best seats. part she yeah. licked the toilet <laughs> that's why we know who she is because she did the she invented the coronavirus challenge where she licked a toilet seat on a plane and that's why we know and then antonio brown snuck her into the hotel room the night before the jets game told her he was going to do something crazy at the game and to watch for it so it, it does hurt his uh his bruce arians side of the story uh, and bruce think- arians had cancer and he just didn't care. He just did not care. Fake Vax card, make out with toilet lick There's lady. no way. Antonio Brown didn't know about the cancer. There's no way he knew. Everybody knows. And then and have we left off the making fun of Tom Brady, saying Tom Brady couldn't win it on his own, needed it, AB, was a, was a fake friend. It's his All ultimate those failure. Interviews. He failed. And Tom Brady failed at this project. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know why Antonio Brown's a project, but we all knew he was uh, no, damaged No, he's Tom goods. Brady's guy. Tom Brady <laughs> really went out on a limb for him multiple times, being like, he's living in my house. He's good now. He's my guy. He gave him and his then, trainer. He now and the trainer, podcast, well, he skipped the like trainer for 100 grand. Alex Guerrero maybe was more hurting than helping because sure. he's not really a doctor. But um, but now we have AB making the podcast rounds, just being like, fuck Tom Brady. That dude used me. <laughs> like, I fucking hate that guy. It's just fantastic stuff. Um, all right. Who advances here? Urban Meyer or Antonio Brown? It's tough because the accountability bowl, like, you know, the game before the Super Bowl is always the toughest. And what is worse, quitting your job that you don't want to work anymore or, or taking a job you were never qualified to take and mm. just playing it out like fucking Jim Gaffigan jokes? I think we've all done collecting that. collecting checks. I think we've all yeah. urban mired before, but I have never AB'd, except for the time that I mooned the McDonald's drive through when I quit that job. But it wasn't as high stakes, so I'm voting for yeah. Antonio Brown. I've actually yeah. done both. Uh, <laughs> I quit my job at the rest stop. I took my vest off and threw it at my boss. So, I've been there. Yeah, I mean, playing for the Bucks is. I assume Antonio Brown made a couple more dollars than me at the rest stop. Minimum wage in Virginia versus a starting wide receiver. I for the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to make. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Antonio Brown is objectively worse as a person and as this as this uh, storyline goes. Yeah, I, don't know. I think they're both. I think I, it's tough because Urban's pretty nasty. Urban just he took this job just so he could do more blow on boats. Well, and Antonio Brown he did have the the uh, the sexual assaults allegations that, and that's not pretty forget. much proven. But yeah, uh, yeah, didn't he like? Wasn't he like? Throwing stuff at his baby mom in, in yeah. front of the cops yeah. and assaulted a moving yeah. truck driver. Yeah. But also, Urban Meyer has clearly, clearly not only been cheating on his wife, but been preying on college girls and potentially younger for many, many years in the southern football coaching sphere where they can get away with anything. God knows what that mm. guy was up to. And close personal friend of Aaron Hernandez. Let's not forget. Oh God! Right. Oh man! What a okay. We have taken so, a dark turn. <laughs> yes, football is crazy. So we're gonna move AB on. We're gonna advance him. Sorry, Urban, you're out. Uh, so you know these are the I, two favorites. Aaron Rodgers. I'm playing versus, this one under protest, but yeah, yeah, sure. That's fine. Aaron Rodgers versus Antonio Brown. Uh, you know the arguments have been made. I guess uh, select your most fucked up story of of 2021. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to have the the more lasting um, effects on the world and the country, as we have already discussed. Um, yeah. So that that has more legs, I guess. <laughs> the Antonio Brown situation is maybe done already, since he, if he's. I mean, I don't know if somebody else is going to sign him and he comes back to football. I mean, which probably will happen, just because the NFL NFL loves him. Um, yeah, he's he'll be on the Giants real soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I tough, agree. Tough, tough call. I definitely agree with Aaron's uh, approach here because I think people are easy to dismiss Antonio Brown and everything he does as a wacko, and he's a crazy person. Aaron Rodgers will have disciples, many, many followers of his of his creed, and he is. 
the kind of guy who will become aggrandized by that, get into a full God complex, especially if he wins the Super Bowl this year. Uh, it is going I to become. He will. It is going to become a movement that I don't believe He's Joe run Biden for can president. Contain. Probably, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! Is he third? As an independent. Yeah. No. Independent. Yeah. yeah. Independent. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go Aaron Rodgers as well. Those are strong points. I mean, the guy, it's going to last longer. And he's still not done. This could yeah, lead into the, the playoffs. Super Bowl, think about how much like media availability there is yeah. going to be. It's all every, everything. A nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare scenario. It's going to completely overshadow Patrick Mahomes. And I, that really, those two okay. weeks of... Okay, Danny. No okay. one will want to okay. listen. Back. Okay. Pull it, pull it back <clears> or touch. <throat> Don't worry, the I Eagles mean, you got... are going to beat the Packers in Lambeau in two weeks. <laughs> this year? All right. That's going to happen this year? Wow. All right. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, it's tough. The, the lines are murky because everything you guys are saying are, is right. My issue with it, the hidden racism of it all. America expects Antonio Brown to have fake Vax cards and be throwing shit at women. You know what I mean? This should be seen as a little more despicable, but this is how we treat wide receivers. They're wacky maniacs. I just, I, mm, 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 And it feels like we should be, we should already have been done with Antonio Brown by this point. Same thing going back to the multiple chances. Like he, this shouldn't even be a conversation. We should, he shouldn't have been in the NFL in the first place. Like we should have been done with him as a society for the number of terrible things that he has done. Yeah, once we saw his feet on Hard Knocks, I was out. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say Antonio Brown is worse because uh, the song he put out wasn't that good. (laughs) Worse than Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to put out a song. It'll be an acoustic (laughs) country number, but it will happen if he wins the Super Bowl. Nah, it's going to be like, it'll be country, but it'll be electronic as fuck. He's going to get on his (laughs) his fucking Keith Urban shit. Second half 100%. of the song, like he plugs in like midway through. Yeah, yeah. Shailene's like gonna feed him some ayahuasca, and he's gonna put out now. Jesus, um, Aaron, thank you so much for joining the show. Go Bills. Where can we find you? Go Bills. Thanks for having me as always. Um, you can find me, unfortunately, on Twitter, Aaron thirty two, and listen to the ESPN Daily podcast. Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts for all the all the sports content your heart desires. I'm going to the podcast store right now. <laughs> I hope you're on your way too. That's right. We're we're ready for Spotify Green Room. America's one and only live streaming talk platform. Have a conversation with your friends. Debate about important topics. Sports, politics, all type of shit, man. It's Spotify Green Room. It's in your phone right now. It's free to download. Uh, it's very good. You can uh, check me out at Jugman703 on Spotify Green Room. And don't forget about Rob Hayes. Go dogs. That's Spotify Green Room. Uh, you can listen to spot, uh, Sorry We Love Football Mondays, 5 Pacific, uh, 8 Central. I mean, okay, wait, 8 Eastern American time. Once again, Spotify Green Room. Don't forget it, gang.
It's really good. Uh, talk with your friends and your enemies. And come with your spiciest takes. Oh boy. You know what's wild about Wildcard Weekend? The fact that I went 12 and 4 last week and Jamel went 7 and 9. Ooh. The week from hell in picks. Have not had a week this bad in a whole season. Since Danny I was went picking and, the Lions for fun. Danny went 10 and 6. Hey. And I've pulled to within two. It's Jamal was at 173 and 100. I'm at 171 and 102. A Carson Wentz level unraveling. Just beautiful stuff. Danny's at a respectable 157 and 160. Shut up. Who cares? Uh, so, <laughs> hey, it's anybody's game. This gift card. Well, me and Dan's. It's any of me or Dan's game. Yep. This is just uh, an eternal struggle. There's just two hands on one gift card. Only one person can get it. Welcome uh, to hell. Let's start picking some games, shall we? Saturday, the Bengals classic. Don't they always get the first game of the playoffs whenever they make it? They well, just it's put them the or the Texans. It's them or the Texans. <laughs> yeah. This is the Bengals or the Texans slot. Just the Saturday first game, 130, Raiders versus Bengals. The Bengals are the true definition of a wild card team because who are they? Who day? Isn't that their chant? Mm-hmm. They have a lot of good players, but they've never been there. Do we trust this coach? I trust Joe Burrow, but I don't know what mm-hmm. the, to expect whatsoever. It's just one of them ones you got excited to find out who's not ready. Who's going to come out there and drop five balls? And then you have pl- this really stupid Raiders team that is playing with house money. There's Madden magic on their side. They're too dumb to lose. They, I, I don't know. They, I don't think they stand a chance here. But I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they made. It's hard this to game. say they don't, right? You yeah. want to talk? You're you're talking about you know? Oh, Joe Burrow's first playoffs. Oh, is, can you trust Zach Taylor? Can you trust fucking Derek Carr in his first playoffs and Rich Basaccia? I don't know. It's a draw at no. best. I we um. I work with a, a Raiders fan, like this guy who uh, cleans the building at my new job, loves the Raiders, and uh, he hates Derek Carr, David Carr. Which, which car is this? He's the Derek. David. Derek. Derek's dumbass. Hates him. Wants him gone. Has wanted him gone. He's been here for 10 years. This guy sucks. We got to get him out of here. It's just bullshit. And I was like, but what if y'all make the playoffs? Don't care. Get him out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is, I wish I was in town to see his face today. He's coming back. He has thrown himself into respectability. Everybody is talking about how, you know, uh, in that game, Derek Carr made some great throws. He made like two great throws. He was horrible. Mostly he sucks. (laughs) And that's what he's always been. Once he plays a better team, he will lose. The question you have to answer is, are the Bengals that level of better team that can blow the doors off a shitty Derek Carr? I think they are now. I think they I so. honestly may fucking be that decent. It would just be nice if they were. It would just be nice. So, guys, one of the fun parts of the playoffs is the quest to go undefeated on both sides of your playoff bracket. It's its own thing. This is now the serious picks of the year. I know it's impossible to get the whole season right all the time. Like nobody can do that, but there is a way to go like 11 and 0 or whatever in the playoffs. Like you can get all these games right somehow, or like 
13 and 0, whatever the number is. Are you saying um, you're picking the Raiders? Is that what this is? I'm saying I'm picking the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Okay. The smart choice. Yeah, you got to say Boingles. It's just they're at home. I don't think – like, you know how we're saying that the Raiders are too dumb to lose? Like, maybe the Bengals are too dumb to be nervous. They're too young to be nervous. Mm. Like, if you have success early on, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. I just came from a good college team. I'm supposed to be in the playoffs. This is where and I belong. the Bengals did the thing where they rested everybody this last week. So they essentially Smart. got to buy for their starters. Which doesn't uh, we'll always see work. How that strategy. Yeah, it doesn't it always doesn't. work. But in Eagles this case, too. you're playing a Saturday game. Yep. The Raiders have just played a Sunday night game into overtime, overtime where they yep. were kicking each other's ass. All of the juice that they had spent on the field with the Madden shit and the Derek Carr's first playoffs and the, you know, Chargers going to Charger voodoo and it all is gone. <laughs> they have nothing left but their actual team, which isn't that good. I think whatever the line is can't be high enough for the uh, for the Bengals, for me to pick the Bengals. And I will be in Vegas for Wild Card Weekend, so I'm putting real cashish on it. That's good stuff. Jamal, who are you picking? I got to pick the bungalows, man. I can't. I can't. I just have to. Quickly. I just can't. Do you think John Gruden watched that Sunday night game? And is he rooting for the Raiders? Is he, like, proud of Derek Carr? Is he like, I built most of this team? This is mine? Like a, or is he like, fuck these guys? He's watching AAF highlights. <laughs> what were the, when, when John Gruden got fired, what were the Raiders at? They were what? Like they were five and four? Yeah, five, five and three-ish. Maybe yeah. Game under, just not that great. Nah, these That's are Versace's Raiders. Ooh. <laughs> some Versace credit. Okay. Uh, Saturday night game. Patriots at Bills. Uh, we didn't bring up which color dildo we thought would wind up on the field. It was too windy last game. Even if one got thrown, just got lost into the Carried back into the Don't stands, think it yeah. got onto the field. Could get onto the field this time. Um, yeah, we talked about it. This is kind of a Bills fans nightmare scenario because their assholes are going to be extremely tight all game. They're terrified of the Patriots. They're terrified of Bill Belichick. But uh, I do think the Bills are better. Bills are better. Bills are better. Bills are playing good. Again, you know, they got their act together right around Thanksgiving after some some falters. Williams. There's something about a third matchup with Bill Belichick that worries me a little, given that Josh Allen can be a little up and down. He's he's keeping people who don't deserve it in these games by making weird decisions. Every game that I've watched where Josh Allen just kind of runs it like 40 times, they dominate. But every time they try to give it to him to really play football, it gets weird. So I don't know if Bill Belichick's going to force him to do the thing he doesn't want to do, which is what Belly is always about. Um, So I guess it comes down to defenses and maybe running game and all that kind of boring crap. Seems like the Bills are running better, and it seems like the Patriots' defense is a little worse. So I suppose... Give me the Patriots, or give me the uh, Bills. Whoa! Excuse me. Okay. Never. No, Patri- uh, so Patriots far, will lose. Bills will win, but I won't touch the line. That line scares yeah. me. And I know the first game, it was like the Mac Jones didn't throw the ball once. Um, the The Bills' defense was really good in that game. They gave up one long run. It was just one run broke. Other than that, they stuffed them all game long. And in the second game, 
Uh, the Pats were pretty bad on offense as well. We have a rookie quarterback going on the road, hostile environment. All in that the bullshit. elements. In the elements. I really think the Bills lose this game. It's because they blew it. I don't think it's because yeah. they're going to get beat soundly. I think they're going to fucking blow it. That almost convinces me to bet on the Patriots now because right. that's a distinct possibility. It is. Um, okay. Sunday, triple header starting 10 a.m. Eagles at Bucks. It's us against the world, baby. Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady, the reigning champs against one of the youngest teams in the league. Guys, I've been walking around all week saying, why not us? Why not us? I mean, the Antonio Brown shit couldn't have happened at a better time. Couldn't have. Jamel, we're the good guys. America is rooting for us. Hey, the, fan, the, the people on the field are good guys. Everybody who supports them is bad guys. Why is the team all good guys and you guys are still eating horse poop and fighting people? <laughs> this is not your granddaddy's Buccaneers team. There's no Antonio Brown. There's no Chris Godwin. My granddaddy's Buccaneers team sucked. Leonard Fournette may or may not play. <laughs> They're getting some guys back, but they haven't played in weeks. This team is not last year's Bucks team. Tom Brady has not looked good for a little while. He was fine last week against, what, the, Bu- the Panthers? Who gives a shit? It's interesting. Mm. They also, I think, in that game, lost a couple more receivers, didn't they? They lost, like, Cyril Grayson or whatever backup, like, triple backup guy they had. We have Darius Slay, who is going to lock up Mike Evans, so call that just a scratch. And then it's their bums versus our bums. I like our bums a little bit. But your bums, so your bums like to run the ball. And their bums... I'm talking about our defense versus their receivers. Darius Slay versus Mike Evans, so just call that a wash. Right. Well, and okay. their bums versus our bums. <laughs> so their bums are good at stopping the run, and your offensive bums like to run the ball. Yes. So that is a that's number one rushing that's a team scratch too. In football, number one rushing team in football. It sounds like what it's coming down to is Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts, and that is where you might have a little bit of an ish. Sure. My bum is on the Swedish. The Swedish. My bum <laughs> is on the Swedish. My bum is on the rail. And that rail almost fell down on Jalen Hurts. The Bucks. I think I'm picking the Bucks. It depends on what you mean by picking. If you're talking about yeah. who's going to win the game, 100% I'm picking the Bucks. I have to. I'm I don't I can't picture the Eagles walking off the field in triumph. But I can. The line they, I think yeah. is something like 8 points or something like that. Like Nine and give a half. me that shit all day. Oh my god, will they cover? They're gonna, you guys yeah, are going to shorten tough. the game with all that running and crap. You're going to run the quarterback. You're going to run your seven running backs. You're going to run the. You're going to run Quez Watkins if you have to, and it's just it's going really, to make the game ten minutes long, and yeah, there won't be enough scoring for them to gain nine points on you. The only thing I'm afraid of in this game is Rob Gronkowski just going the fuck off. I'm not worried about the receivers. I we have a good run D. It's going to be Gronk, Brady to Gronk, and that's going to kill us. Like, that's the reason we lose. So look for that. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles out of pride and uh, hope <laughs> and uh, and in my quest to go 
undefeated in the playoffs. You got a shot at this one. I, I don't like this game at all. I don't like this game at all. Do you remember the team versus the Bucks last year? This is kind of like that game. Different only teams, the Bucks no, team is don't. worse. Mm, yeah, and the Eagles I mean, team is better. What you're, what you're saying sort of makes sense, but no. Okay. I don't accept it. Let's who, go who, to... Uh, wait, who's Jalen Hurts throwing the game-winning touchdown to in your mind? Devontae Smith, okay. Heisman okay. Trophy winner, baby. Okay. Eagles rookie receiving records. Across the board, most receptions, most yards. He broke Deshaun Jackson's shit all last week. I know he had 17 games to do it for yeah, 16, but it's okay. Um, can't picture it. Give me the bucks. I can picture Jalen Hurts. You can't picture Jalen Hurts just running for his third score of the game, doing his Cam Newton, for some reason, <laughs> reveal. Okay. He reveals uh, that he's Cam Newton. He does a thing where he... Pulls open his I chest know. like he's Cam Newton. He's doing Sorry, Superman. we love football. I know. Okay. Uh, actually, here I think is the actual game of the weekend, um, objectively, is Niners at Cowboys. This is a classic 90s matchup. This is what I picture NFL playoffs to look like. Cowboys, Niners. Is Ken Harvey Niners. there? This is Ken Harvey's got to be there. Jeff Garcia Good? versus... Jeff Garcia. Um, no, this Aikman? is Young versus Aikman. Come on, guys. Oh, no. Quincy Carter versus... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, this is this is what it's all about right here. The Cowboys heavily favored. Um, home playoff game. They're back. They have a lot of expectations. All these bullshit Super Bowl articles. And then you have this nasty Niners team who take care of business. They were down 17-0 at the Rams. Sean McVay runs his ass into the end zone for God knows what reason. And then the weird thing about that game was the Niners came back by running the ball. Usually when you fall behind, like the game script is, we got a pass to come back. They just fucking ran the ball all until Jimmy had that last drive, which is very nice. But the Niners team is solid, man. Trent Williams didn't even play in that game. He'll be back for this game. This is, uh, you have to have an upset in the wild card round. It has to Eagles. happen. I don't see, I, and we all know that's not going to happen. So it has to be something. And I don't see it with any of these other games. This is the only game where I can really see exactly how it can go down. I mean, Dak doesn't look awesome. Lost Michael Gallup, not throwing it really to, to CeeDee Lamb or Marty Cooper that much. They're relying on busted-ass Zeke to, to really get the offense going all the time. And, you know, he could get hurt. It could just kind of, the you know, the engine could be lost at some point in the game. And, and I don't think the Niners' defense is good at all. You got Nick Bosa, but whatever. It just seems like they're the upset. It seems like that's what it is. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw it to George Kittle. They're going to give it to Debo Samuel 90 times, and that's your ball game. I don't even think Jimmy G has to be good. I mean, Dak threw four touchdowns last week. It was against the Eagles preseason squad. Those guys had never even played football before. And then the Washington football team regular season squad, also not very Hadn't good. played football before. <laughs> that's where he's gone off. I've seen him. I've seen him in a few. I've I've had to watch him quite a bit because I had Zeke and C.D. Lamb in fantasy. Not playoff ready, is what I feel. The hard part is, like you're saying, the Niners' D, their weakness is the secondary, and the Cowboys' strength is they have a lot of good receivers. Um, so, not as you many. You can see as this being a shootout for sure. Um, 
And what what's the Cowboys defense good at? They get the most t- turnovers in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to give you a few chances. So that's the the, the fear. But uh, I, I'm picking the Niners. The Cowboys' have- pass rush is good. But you can neutralize that. I mean, that's Shanahan's specialty is neutralizing all that with these fucking outside runs and shit, you know? Well, it's a, I'm glad you brought that up. Shanahan versus McCarthy, I think, is a no contest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Wash. I, I'm picking the Cowboys because happiness doesn't exist. Fair. <laughs> yeah, and give me the got- Niners. I, I mean, I picked it last week and I was... Absolutely right. When on a limb. You guys are sleeping on Dalton Schultz. The Dalton Schultz revenge game. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Nope. It's Schultz v. Kittle. That's I'm saying. It's a fucking great court case. When Fuck Debo Brown versus Samuel, the Board of Education. This is the real stuff. When Debo Samuel scores his third touchdown and runs to the middle of the field to celebrate in the star, echoing Terrell Owens, it's going to be a great time. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it up. I'm gonna eat it up like Hostess fucking snack cakes. I just don't think I'm supposed to be happy watching football. So that's that's why I'm picking the Cowboys. All right, and then Sunday night. I mean, Danny, do I even need to watch this game? Do I need to set this up? I guess it's Steelers at Chiefs. Uh, Danny, give me your doomsday scenario, and then we could all just say Chiefs. I mean, I don't picture any. I just can't picture it. Maybe you know Arrowhead Stadium falls apart a la FedEx Field and crushes Patrick Mahomes. You could say that maybe Tyreek not playing could make that 13-point line a little scary. Uh, But we also played without Tyreek and Travis Kelsey not three weeks ago at the very same stadium with fewer players than we're going to have on the field against the Steelers, and we waxed them by 30 points. I just don't see it. The only way they win is if they give Ben Roethlisberger fucking bionic arms like Jax in Mortal Kombat. Mm. It's the only way. He can't throw it down the fucking field. I can't believe the Ravens let him throw them little out routes the whole game. Like, just take away the sidelines. That fourth down conversion. He can't throw it down the middle. It didn't even look like... I don't know what it was, but he it was, he like shot put it because he could not he cannot throw dog. He looks like a fucking cartoon character out there, man. This is stupid. It's bad. We had a post COVID Chris Jones on the field. What that the same week with his lungs full of phlegm and bullshit, and he still <laughs> got through that sieve of an offensive line. And our defense knows how to play against Ben Roethlisberger. We didn't let him do anything. It was awesome. Here's the doomsday, Danny. TJ Watt burst through the line on the first series, hit blindsides Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes goes to the tent, and then it seems like the game's equalized. Now it's the Chad Henney experience, part two. Chad Henney could beat this motherfucker. I'm just saying that's the only way I can see this game being close is if Patrick Mahomes is kicked out of the game or gets injured. Okay, well, knock on wood, Chiefs, right? please. Le Chiefs. Le Chiefs. Okay, and then Monday night. We got a Monday night playoff game. Ridiculous. Outrageous. Cardinals at Rams. This one is probably the hardest one to pick. I know it, I picked. we picked some underdogs earlier, but this one is a pretty, you know, it's a divisional game. Um, the Rams blew a must win at home to the Niners. I know the Niners own them, 
But the Cardinals looked terrible last week as well. But the Cardinals just beat the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't know which Cardinals team you get. But um, I'm more scared of Kyler Murray than Matthew Stafford. I'll say that. I would actually agree on the quarterbacks and then disagree on every other part of the team. If you had D-Hop still playing for you, then maybe the Cardinals could be scary. But I think people have figured out that Kyler likes to scamper around and they just kind of hold their their zones until he's done scampering and gets himself two yards and falls down. (laughs) No J.J. Watt? In this game, I heard he's coming back. He might play. What are we worried about with J.J. Watt? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm confidently picking the Rams. Whew. A confident like Rams selection. I won't use the C word, but I definitely think the Rams have all the advantages that you want going into a game like this. And, you know, you added a wide receiver on the Rams' side. You add OBJ. You and know, it's working out. And it's working out. There's a it's second chance week. guy. Who, he wasn't, he didn't do anything week. like Antonio Brown did, but still. Yeah. Sometimes Third it chance. Out. All the same. Ah, oh, man, this is so tough. Remember the first, like, 12 weeks of the season, the Cardinals were the best team in football. And we all knew it was fraudulent. We didn't care. We even called it out, and we were like, we don't talk about this team enough. Because I don't think we like the coach. We I've seen McVeigh blow a home playoff game to the Falcons a few years back. It was in the Coliseum, but they had no business losing that game. I'm picking the Cardinals here. Ooh, I like Kyler to make enough mm. plays. The guy, big spot. The, That's it. I mean, hey, Kyler is a winner. It's a winnable game. Mm. It's a winnable I will say game. that this is a tough. It's a tough call. Cliff tough call. Kingsbury. Yeah. yeah. In LA, man, you think he's not going to be a fucking white oak? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking it up. Well, hey, at least we're shuffling the deck because Jamal and I picked uh, separately, I think, three times. Three so, times. So somebody, somebody's going to be in the lead. Somebody will be closer to that, that gift card. All right. Let's get into this week's mailbag. You've got mail. Every week, the mail flows into the Sorry We Love Football offices, and we select three pieces to read. Danny, do you have a piece of mail for us? Yeah, I'll just knock this one out from the bottom of the bag. Hey, guys, love the show. I'm Agent Smith, FBI. Wanted to alert you and all football fans to be on the lookout for a known fugitive. It's been on the loose in your area. The suspect is about 6'5", 250. Dumb eyes, large head. He's been wanted for rape for a long time, but for some reason no one has ever made any attempt to bring him in. I mean, none. He won a Super Bowl after the rape. He was last seen in Baltimore getting his balls sucked by Iron Eagle. If you spot him, (laughs) consider him armed, but not as armed as he used to be. Intel says he may be headed towards Kansas City to force himself onto the playoffs. If he does, our boys will be ready. Technically, we're not allowed to take him to jail, but we hope ending his career with a 40-point loss does something for the victims. Hey, happy wildcard weekend, everyone. (laughs) Signed, Agent Smith, FBI. Is he talking about Peyton Manning? Is that Eli? It's a riddle. Who are you talking about? Huh. I don't know who that's about. I don't know who that was. <laughs> Jesus. That's about... Tell uh, Agent Smith, look at my application too, yo. I applied 
to the field office like three years ago. Come on, man. Jamel, there's no such thing as the X-Files. That was a just a sitcom. <laughs> that was a sitcom? I saw it. Hey, well, I have, a Look. Le- I have a letter here from a real-life person, another quarterback in this league, uh, co- a letter from Russell Wilson. Hmm. Uh, Russell writes, hey, guys, big fan of the show. I need your help. You guys really need to help me right now. My wife is sick and tired of Seattle, and we need a new place to live, stat. Also, I know this is going to sound crazy, but she wants to coach whatever team I play for. That's my wife. (laughs) Uh, A few of the coaches have been fired so far. So there's openings in Denver, Chicago, Minnesota, and Miami. Also looks like Jacksonville and Las Vegas could be possibilities, I guess. Which team... If you were my wife, would you want to coach? Signed, Russell Wilson. Bienvenido a Miami. Come on, man. Get two <laughs> out of there. Seems like she would do well there. Coaching in like a white sparkly dress? Yeah. Yeah. Good team. I, say, I think Denver, man. Free weed. That's Ooh. true. And shrooms. Yeah. Well, also, I don't know if she gets down like that, but you know. You can get spiritual. You can get also, good team. They have three really good receivers. Noah Fant's fine. Their running backs are good. They just need a quarterback. Yep. I don't think Russell will do it, though. I mean, Denver is cold as well. Sierra might not like to coach. You know, uh, Russ, Denver, the perfect city for Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. Can't, you could just, I could see him opening a brewery as soon as he gets there. Oh, a mega church. Yeah, mega a church. Mega church next door. Go yeah, he's just flannel with the cowboy boots. They would love him. Miami's a little too in in a godly man's face, I'll say, with some of the uh, flamboyance. It's true. true. Uh, well, hopefully she finds uh, one of these teams to coach. I don't know why she wants to coach, but whatever. Uh, Jamel, do you have a letter? Uh, yeah, see, I guess it's quarterback week. I got a letter from Stetson Bennett. Hmm. Oh, Stetson. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. Such a crude attitude is back where it belongs. Singing all the little chicks with their crimson lips called Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. Living in sin with a safety bingo. Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. No. Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. <laughs> He said I had to sing it. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a nightmare for Browns fans, if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> he's worse than Baker Mayfield. Maybe he's just going to be yeah. on the Drew Carey show. Maybe that's what oh, that would be fire, man. Just Because they have dudes on prices right now. They let dudes show them cars. <laughs> um. Man. All right, that was amazing. Uh, thanks, Stetson, for writing in. Uh, anybody, Danny, final thoughts? Just get, you know, get it done, Chiefs. Just get it done for everyone, for all the victims, for all the for all the football fans, for all the people of the world, and then we'll move on to beating the Bills again and making Aaron unhappy. Jamal, final thoughts? Uh, I second that emotion. If Ben Roethlisberger finds a way to win this game, he might not retire. Ugh. They might make a new cheeseburger for him. Oh, my God. Danny, it if has I have to, to be stopped. If I have to see somebody use that gif against you of Ben doing the O face, I'll puke my fucking brains out. Nobody's Cannot giving, happen. No one is giving <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. 
my final thoughts are whatever happens this weekend, the Eagles are in great shape. We have three first-round picks. We have a very young quarterback, first-year head coach. We made the playoffs. We're set up for the future. But now, the future is now. And I want to see us going. I want to see us go on a playoff run. Nah, you go. talked about the future. You, you're, this, this is the Why man who knows he's going to lose. Us. Why not us? Why not us? Who's okay? That's the end of the show. Sorry, sorry Dan for believes. Sorry, 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 sorry. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.